So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Boom! Bang! Like DDP. What's up, everybody? It's Sports Key to Wrestling. Top story of the day. You want to know what's going on. And if you're watching live or on demand, jump into the comments below. Hit them like buttons. All right? That's like the internet pop or heat or whatever wrestling terminology we want to cover. Mm -hmm. AEW, their ratings are up, even though they're shaking from night to night. WWE has some good news in terms of ticket sales in Las Vegas for SummerSlam. Plus, someone backstage in WWE is leaving the company right before they go back on the road. A lot to jump into on today's Sports Gear Wrestling. Top story of the day. Hit that button. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. What's up, everybody? If you're watching live, go ahead. Once again, engage with the show. You know, if you're with us on Facebook, you don't have to hit just like. You have other options. Uh, but if you are with us on Facebook, beware. A lot of our big review shows, like with Dutch Mantel and Vince Russo, those are moving exclusively over to YouTube very, very soon. All right? And we're going to do uh, extra cool stuff, like the debrief is returning back to Wednesdays. Uh, and a more fulfilled, revived version, because AEW is returning back to Wednesday. <laughs> we finally get the shows back-to-back, man, on a, a Tuesday and Wednesday. So we'll be back at our normal time on the debrief this this Wednesday at 10.05 p.m. Uh, to review both AEW and NXT. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, and if you haven't done it, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're putting a lot of extra content up there. Sometimes, like, we just dropped a special cut of a debate between our very own Sid and Rick Uccino, uh, uh with Judge Dutch Mantel. Dutch Mantel judging over this debate about that release WWE writer story. That Judge video Mantel. is up right now. Uh, we also just dropped an interview with Havoc. Shout out to Ryan for covering that as well. Interviewed Havoc from Impact Wrestling. Tons of content right now over on our YouTube channel. So go check that out for sure. We'll still always have the top story of the day, by the way, every weekday right here on Facebook and YouTube. So don't feel like you're left out. Let's jump right into it here, man. Uh, we have an AEW story that is positive. We have good wrestling news today. We uh, do. A- I- AEW is getting, I think, hammered by the NBA playoffs. This shakeup they've had, they've been moved around before for the playoffs in the past and their short tenure with TNT. But Friday nights were not kind to them in terms of viewership. Uh, they they got they they had the live audiences back. That's really cool. They're playing in front of the biggest live audiences right now in terms of American wrestling. Uh, and WWE's just about to get back on the road, but they've had that benefit of Daily's Place. That is uh, that doesn't matter though in terms of the slot you're on the TV because a lot of people were opting to say if I'm going to watch wrestling on a Friday night, I'm going to watch SmackDown. But the numbers are up for a recent Saturday Night Dynamite, which featured an incredible and uh, just an absolute banger of a match. I mean, the best match I saw last week. For sure, when Jungle Boy challenged Kenny Omega for the AEW World Title, and he got close, he got real, real close uh, with his with his family in the crowd. It was a simple story, 
play the hits, and they played them. The show still ended with way too many people in the ring, just my opinion. But uh, <laughs> I, I like this. This was this felt like a little pay-per-view match that wasn't on a pay-per-view, like a Clash of the Champions. Shout out to Marty DeRosa, great, great comedian of Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. He, he made that note on Twitter. And I thought that was a perfect observation. Uh, but they had a very good ratings increase in this time slot on Saturday night. Yeah, they absolutely did, Kevin. Uh, you know, I, over the last three to four weeks uh, from last month, since the time slot change, we've seen consistent numbers in the mid uh, to lower 400,000 for is AEW. That's particularly bad. That's like, it's that particularly bad. Yeah, in comparison You're, to what they were doing on Wednesdays, like that's less than half. Some of the lowest rated shows since they've been on TNT. Absolutely. Yeah, we've seen ratings 700, 800, even just a little bit over a million uh, when, when they were back on their Wednesday slot. But this past Saturday, they actually did pretty well. They drew in 552,000 viewers, which is up 17.6% according to Figure 4 Online. And uh, it, it's good. This is great because this is going to lead up to what's going to happen tomorrow night because tomorrow night they should see a pretty hefty increase. I'm at least I'm hoping so because they're back to their regular scheduled time slot. They don't have any immediate competition with NXT on the same night, so they should do a solid number tomorrow uh, as uh, you know, as the show's continue we're going to be having some specials they're going to be going on the road uh, as of next week they're mm -hmm. going to be on the road touring with live fans at venues so we're getting back to some normalcy we're getting back to some live uh, performance uh when it comes to wrestling and the fans are in there so this is great this is all around good news for AEW. It is all around good news for AEW. I think it's a positive thing for wrestling in general. I think there's a lot plenty of uh uh, WWE fans or even people that, are, that tuned out of WWE because there wasn't that audience. You know, I call it the emotional pyro. You know, AEW's had that. Uh, but when you get jerked around and you're still the other wrestling show, sorry, that isn't a rip. They're, they're just the other wrestling break. And that's a that's still like a compliment. Uh, that isn't good. You know, pe people got to find you where they can find you when they know they're going to find you. And you invested in that time slot on Wednesday night. That's our night. We're going to own that night. Right. And then you get jerked around by the NBA playoffs, which also are going to pull viewers from you, too, because there's some people are going to be like, all right, well, I'm just going to wait for basketball to be on. I'll watch wrestling whenever. And and I'm not saying that AEW hasn't had compelling stuff, but you could definitely see like they were holding off on some things and they felt like, all right, a Saturday night. We don't we aren't exactly going up in anything like super head to head like we would be on Fridays. We're not trying to pull people from SmackDown, which I think may have been the strategy. Hey, like, let's put us on SmackDown and see it like up against the highest rated show. and We can pull something from it. I don't feel like or at they least pulled. ride that wave because yeah, even though they I don't feel like anyone slot, jumped, no, I don't work. feel like Friday night became wrestling night for some people. And as especially is I think also the time frame of that was weird because that's when a lot of the regulations in the country started to open up. And you started to see a massive, if people are going to go out and watch TV, if they're going to go do something, they're going to go to a bar and watch a game. You know, like that was the conversation I saw from people that I know, you know, and I think weekends are a tough time to be on television, especially in the summer, especially this summer in the United States specifically. I don't know if that affects them internationally, but it's a good vibe. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good thing all around. Now, I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know if on Wednesday nights they are going to be right back where they were. You know, I think there's going to be some people that are going to have to get used to seeing them again. And that's the casual viewer. I think there's a lot of casual fans that are check still checking out AEW inconsistently. And, and that's fine. That's that's part of like TV viewership. 
You know, I still have episodes of Young Rock that I got to check out. I have them on the <laughs> DVR, right? Oh, man, you are way behind. That is such a good season, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, our very own True Heel Heat. Shout out to Sid. Shout out to him. Uh, once again, check out that debate that he does with Rick Uccino, where I do not agree with him, but I am impassionally entertained what, by it. Nonetheless. What's the timestamp on that so I can go check it out? Because I read about it, we, but we, I haven't we, checked that out yet. We have it up on Talking Smack, but it was such a good segment. We put it out as its own video, too. So okay, it's I'll up on it our out. YouTube it's up on YouTube. Definitely go check it out. Uh, his take here on the AEW ratings increases is AEW doing 649 uh, on a Saturday is a good sign for their upcoming Saturday specials coming next year. That's correct. Part of uh, their new rollout of content they're doing, which is going to include the Rampage show, their new third hour of television uh, with T- uh, with Warner Media. Uh, they're also going to be doing Saturday night specials, essentially Clash of the Champions style shows. I think this is a good example of that. Uh, also, when you're doing those shows, I don't know what type of ratings you want to pull with those, but a 649 number is really good. I think Friday nights after SmackDown, which is the top wrestling show right now, uh, it's 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 a hard pull. It's a hard pull. Uh, and I think weekends in general are a hard pull for ratings, especially in the summer, unless it's sports, you know? Or unless you have like a huge show that you're running over the weekend on a Saturday, like a pay-per-view, but pay-per-view is different though. Cause you know, it is like, you're just trying to funnel in from this bigger crowd that you have on television into your pay-per-view audience, you know? Correct. And and that's, that's getting people through the streaming portals basically. Exactly. But even from broadcast TV or cable TV, in this case, I think it did pretty good and it's just, it's overall just good news. And it it just looks optimistic for them coming into uh, back with fans back on touring and with the Saturday specials, like you mentioned before. Uh, coming up, we'll talk about some very positive WWE news when it comes to SummerSlam in Las Vegas. We want to get your comments on this. Uh, just, you know, hey, uh, we got Jackie watching from Louisville. Louisville. Louisville, Louisville Kentucky. Not, Louis- not Louisville? Louisville. Uh, Louisville. We, we, we Louisville. got someone watching Albert, uh, Alberta, Alberta, Canada, Edmonton. Go Edmonton. Edmonton. Make sure you say that right. Go Oilers. Oilers, man. You want to watch some great sports documentaries? Check out the Oilers in the 80s. They were like the Yankees of hockey at that time. Uh, some great stuff as well from Mr. James Espanto. He says, I still think Friday night is a tough slot for any wrestling show. Well, then how is SmackDown doing uh, partly well? Their numbers are a little down, but not too down, you know? Uh, and they're still holding a really strong demo. I think the thing to think about with SmackDown is if they're not up against a major game on Friday night, their demo number is really good, you know? Uh, and th- that's another thing to say with these AEW numbers. The demo number, that core 18 to 34 demo number that they've, you know, cherished, that hasn't been particularly great. But I just, it just, I think you get jerked around by the NBA deal, you know? And it's it's a tough part of part of what's going on here. Uh, and yeah, James Allwood saying that uh, SmackDown is holding strong on Friday nights. I absolutely agree. It's a, it's a surprising thing. If you would have told me a few years ago, Obviously, when they debuted on Fox, that was like one of the biggest shows they've had on television in a long time. In terms of overnight viewers, they had Roman Reigns on it. They had uh, Brock on that. Like, that was a huge show for them. Um, I do Kane think... Velasquez. Remember Kane Velasquez? What, let me ask you this question before <laughs> we, we, we talk about different different things here. How big is that Friday Night SmackDown coming up in just a few weeks, July 16th, in Texas, in front of a full arena crowd? What do you think that show is going to be like? It's going to be it's going to be historic. That's all I got to say about it. It's going to be historic. We're coming off of the pandemic. We have a full house in Texas, brand new stage. 
uh, from what I understand, they're going to be spending a lot of money on the pyro. So this is going to be an, a spectacle for Friday Night SmackDown. That's all I'm going to say about it. I just got asked, do we cover Impact Wrestling? Yes, we have an interview up right now with uh, Havoc from Impact Wrestling on our channel right now. So definitely go check that out if you guys want to do that. And uh, tell us where you're watching from. If you're watching on demand, we want to know where you guys are watching from. I think that's a cool thing. If anyone doesn't want to jump into the conversation, I just want to watch. I don't want to ask any questions. Tell us where you're from. I think that's a fun thing. I think it's a give us a thumbs up. Give us a thumbs up. All you do is give click us a the thumbs like, up. All that that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Um, all you got to do, let's jump into this positive news for WWE. I know a lot of people want to slag on WWE and the releases and this and Vince, Vince, all those things. But we have some good news for WWE. We have a ticket update uh, about SummerSlam. And SummerSlam is the hottest party of the summer. Well, it's also maybe the hottest WWE ticket of the summer. All right. This is the most tickets they've sold for an event in over 15 months, obviously because of the pandemic. This is more tickets in a single night uh, than they did for WrestleMania. WrestleMania, they could only do about 25,000. You were there. They did about, you know, 50,000 tickets for that event over two nights just with regulations in, in Florida. But obviously things wide open in Las Vegas. Uh, this stadium is set up for around 60,000 people for football. Obviously, they're going to cut off a third of the stadium here, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. Same night as a Manny Pacquiao fight right down the street. They're going to they're gonna set this event up in a way where it can end so people can at least catch the main card Manny Pacquiao fight. It'll stream on Peacock. Big marketing effort from NBC Universal there, and it has really helped them. Big effort, big demand, right timing. WWE sold a lot of tickets for this event so far. Uh, they sold initially in the first few days 30,000 tickets. Right now it's standing between 36,000 to 37,000. Ticketmaster saying the event is arranged for 41,661 fans. So they are clearly on track to sell this event out within the next week or two. And you told me that second market value for some of these tickets is pretty high. Yeah, uh, the tickets are ranging anywhere from 300 and I've seen all the way up to $5,100 per ticket. So this should be a very profit, hopefully a profitable show for WWE. And not only to mention that, you know, this is the first SummerSlam in the stadium in decades, what mm -hmm. feels like. And this, this is just going to be a brand new feeling, man. This is going to be great. I absolutely agree. I think it'll be a good, I mean, if you're making the trip and you can somehow go to the fight, and SummerSlam, that's a great night in Vegas, you know, and, oh, and yeah. you're not even at a table. You're not even, you know, and you're not even at the club stuff. You also have all the live entertainment that's already there. I saw like an insane amount of different like acts that are playing there. Like almost, I think Dave Chappelle's doing a handful of big shows there. So I guess this is a good weekend to be in Vegas. Uh, if you are going to Vegas, if you have interest in going to Vegas, let us know in the comments below. Like, what are you looking forward to? Uh, and also, we haven't seen a lot of those independent events pop up that would usually kind of pair on. So I wonder if some of those are going to be announced in the next week or two, especially with so many people in town. That's a lot of wrestling fans in one town. Uh, we see it with WrestleMania all the time when, all right, the GCW is going to be running this late night show here. Or I think something like that will be announced. If they haven't been announced soon and I'm, I'm wrong, sure. go ahead and call me out. Go ahead and call me out. Kev, you don't no, know. but you're right, it. though. You don't know about <laughs> Las Vegas hardcore wrestling running, you know, like, you know, like. That but you're thing. absolutely right, especially whenever WWE runs these big shows. At least from the big five, you know, the Money in the Banks, the Summer mm -hmm. Slams, your Royal Rumbles, your Manias. Um, whenever they're running these big shows, it's pretty typical. Whatever big city they're in, 
there's always a bunch of independent wrestling shows going on. So it will be interesting to see if we do see GCW out there. They usually put on a banger uh, of, of a show. I was at the GCW show in Tampa uh, the night before WrestleMania, and that was a great uh, show for Bloodsport. So I have no doubt that there will be tons of shows around scheduling it around uh, SummerSlam uh, come come this August. All right. So we have a big, sto- big story here from Adam Cole. And he says that NXT is on the same level as Raw and SmackDown. Now, when you hear that, some people are going to maybe laugh about that. Some people are going to maybe go like, oh, yeah, well, uh, 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 but it's still a great show, but it's not this. It's like, is he right, though? Uh, this is an interesting thing. He appeared on one of WWE's recent podcasts uh, and a very, very good show. Very underrated show after the bell with Corey Graves. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. Uh, and he said uh, the the idea that NXT is not seen like Raw or SmackDown bothers him to some extent. I try to be a glass half full guy in a lot of ways. So I think there's an aspect to NXT or the Performance Center where, of course, there's developmental. Like he's reasonable about it, where there are some people that get hired with wrestling experience, with no wrestling experience, with the process of hopefully getting to the point where they end up on NXT television. There's plenty of people. He's right about that, though. There's plenty of people that they have in that performance center that are not on television. People talk about Harker Bordeaux, like he's this social media sensation, which is true. Guy hasn't wrestled a lick yet. He looks like Brock Lesnar, but we haven't seen him yet. You know, uh, the old what's the old Bruce Pritchard phrase? And then the bell rang. You know, like they were really cool, and then the bell rang. But hey, you know, there's a lot of people there. They're gonna they're gonna put up, and if they put up, we can all shut up and watch them do their thing, right? Uh, He goes on to say, to say the roster of guys on NXT as far as developmental goes, I really do believe that we are on the same level as the guys on Raw and as the guys on SmackDown. The process of developmental is something that happens all the time. I've been wrestling for 13 years. I've been consistently developing. I don't ever want to get out of developmental. So I think he's talking more of a mindset. It's so cool for me to be around guys like Shawn Michaels or Triple H or Matt Bloom who they themselves are very open admitting they're still learning. Wow, think about that. And if those guys are about are open about learning, we definitely uh, better be uh, open to it as well. I've always kept the mentality and thought process of if I'm not getting better every single year and every single match, then I've got to get out of it. I'm proudly developing in that sense. What do you think of this perspective? Obviously, people you know, are going to take that poll quote of him <laughs> saying that they're on the same level over our SmackDown and, and lose their minds. How could you say that? I, I follow the ratings. Well, here's the thing. You know, with NXT, NXT is completely, it's completely different yet the same. And let me explain myself. So not, not only NXT serves as a developmental um, area or program for these upcoming guys through the Performance Center, but in my opinion, I, it is a bona fide third brand. I mean, it, it has a deal with the USA. It's on cable television, two hours every week, every Tuesday night. That is a sign of a brand for me, okay? At least mm-hmm. for me. And he's absolutely right. If you're not developing more on your character, if you're not developing more on your in-ring style, and this is not just only guys in NXT, but this also also goes for guys on Raw and on SmackDown. If they're not developing themselves as a talent, as a performer, then what are you doing there? I thought that was excellent by Adam Cole to reference Matt Bloom, Triple H, and, and the other guys to saying that they're still learning uh, things about the business. And, and that's actually refreshing because if you're in the WWE, 
there are some people that have that mentality that they think that they know everything, but in reality, you're still learning every single day something new about mm -hmm. the business. And when it comes to comparing Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, if they're on the same level, in my opinion, I think they're on the same level, but it's a different spectrum. Okay, uh, it's a it's it's a different thing. And here's the thing: I I get where some people want to jump on this idea of like, why don't they treat NXT like like they do Raw? Why isn't it marketed the same way? Here's the fact of the matter: Raw and SmackDown have how many years of brand awareness? There are so many people that have go. You have friends that go in and out of wrestling and they watch, and sometimes they fall out of it. And then uh, you know, around Royal Rumble time, they come in and check it out, and they have a few favorites, and that's about it. And they're very casual. And guess what? Those people are still wrestling fans. Same way you watch superhero exactly. movies. There's some. There's some superhero movies. I'm like, yeah, I'm on board. Some I'm like, I got to catch up on that. I'm. I'm. I, I don't know where I fell out. Right. So there's plenty of that. Raw and SmackDown have been on TV since like the late like the 90s. You know. Mm -hmm. NXT, for the sake of, of uh, think about this in perspective, has been on TV for a few years, you know, mm -hmm. like in comparison. And it's been treated as an underground brand. You know, this is the band that's going to open up for Metallica. Raw and SmackDown are Metallica. You know what I mean? Like, like they have, you know what they are. And when they're great, they're, they're great. You know, and when they're bad, people will say they're bad. And, and, and it's, there's a little bit more weight to what they do. With NXT, I also think when the show is off a bit, people aren't as harsh on it. You know, like they, they let it be the, the blackening at all. Because they know. They know. Yeah. And they also know that it's going to be, you're going to see people that are hungrier there. They're going to do different things. They're going to, you know, try. And it's also a different oh, system. Yeah. There's a completely different perspective on the way it's shot. It looks different. It feels different. There's a different, I think there's, a, oh, I don't want to say there's a different in-ring style, uh, but there's a, a different variety of people that are but presented. But here's the thing, Kevin. It almost seems like there is a little bit of a different in-ring style from NXT to the main roster. And I'll take Keith Lee as a prime example. Okay. Keith, Keith Lee had one of the most amazing matches. He had a best of three match of the Dominic Dijakovic. And I saw all three of those matches live. Great. Keith Some of the best Lee, stuff they've done since they did they moved to the TV show on USA. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, Keith Lee and Do and Dominic were doing things that cruiserweights would do on 205 Live that these men aren't supposed to be doing. As soon as they jumped over to the main roster on Raw, you're not seeing Keith Lee hit a kip up. You're not seeing Keith Lee hit a tope suicida. You're not seeing Keith Lee do all those amazing things that really put Keith Lee on the map. And you can say the same thing about Dominic Dijakovic. So NXT is it, there is some type of a different style when it comes to their in ring performance compared to Raw and SmackDown. And there's characters I think you would see on NXT that I, I don't think would play. On, on Raw or SmackDown. Like, they just wouldn't work. Uh, I don't think the Diamond Mind would be something that could click right now. Uh, maybe mostly on Raw. Uh, maybe maybe on a SmackDown where it's a little bit more sports-oriented and Fox is into the idea. Because the idea is th these are elite-level athletes. These are the, these are sports bros. That's what we're going for. Uh, and that was presented last week, and people are really into the idea of what that group's going to become. And it, it's revived a few names and created some interesting things for some new people. Obviously, I think there's still going to be that backlash of all these releases that WWE's had recently, especially right before they're going live. And even with NXT, which which got hammered last week, 205 Live got gutted. What is that show going to look like now? Uh, so there's a lot, I think, of that stink that is still going to be on WWE because 40 people got cut that were on screen 
performance that you saw at some point in the last few months. Um, but it's part of the game. You know, it's part it's part of what's going to happen. I'm not saying I like it or I approve it or I think it's right. I'm just being objective. And I think it, the more objective you get, this company looks at, all right, how I've done this in radio too. It's unfortunate. They look at, we're coming back to business. We've lost a lot of money or we spent a lot. Like radio did. WWE <laughs> is not in that case. They spent a lot of money. But I see this in the radio business that I'm now. I got laid off. It happens, right? And we're coming back and they're going to see how light we can run this. And then we, and then as you know, business starts to come up and we're selling events and we're selling concert tickets and all these different things. All right. Oh, okay. Or we're a little short here. We need a host for that. Or we need something to go out and do that event. Now we can come back and spend that money. So WWE is going to hit the road again and be like, you know what? We're kind of lighting this spot. We, if we had a character here who could play that role and a lot of supporting roles that you saw those people who were, were in and got like, low, you know, now, oh, let's bring them back. We need something here. And we, we ran light. So it's a revenue generator because you're, you're taking those people out and you say like, all right, we ran a skeleton crew. Now let's flesh out that crew again. You know? So it's the balloon goes up and the balloon goes down. It's a cyclical thing. So I'm excited to see what happens with NXT. I think, I also think it'll be particularly great if they can get NXT in front of live full crowds again. I don't know when they're going to do that. There's been no announcement for that. Raw and SmackDown getting mainly the rub, which makes sense. Well, actually, Adam Cole did talk about that in his After the Bell podcast interview with Corey Graves that they're going to be looking to start touring around the state. You know that that uh, tour that they normally mainly in do Florida, in yeah, Florida. They, they, the mainly in Florida it was called, yeah, yeah. They're going to uh, start doing that around the same time the main roster goes on the road. So, yeah, that's happening too. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of different people uh, checking in here. Uh, Andrew with a, a comment here about NXT. The new faction of NXT, Diamond Mine, is probably only because of what AEW did with MJF. Too many groups. Well, here's the thing, Andrew. I would say that's not the case because the Diamond Mine group has been teased for, for months. Wow, months. <laughs> for, for a few months now. Yeah. Yeah. Like a long, long time. <laughs> And yeah. it's it's also a handful of people that are already established characters. Uh, and mind you, everyone in the inner circle, I know the pinnacle, I believe, is the group you're comparing to. Uh, and I think he's referencing what they did in AEW. I think there's too many groups in AEW. Uh, I think that if 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 we still had the undisputed era, and then we had uh, we had you know Legado del Fantasma, and then we had this, then we I would be like, all right, that's a little much. Right, I would agree. With you. NXT is NXT is starting to get up there with their factions. I mean, okay, you got Legado, you got mm -hmm. the way. You oh, have no, you're Di right. That's right. You have the way. Um, you have uh this new group, Diamond Mine. You have Hit Row. You have the Robert Stone brand, which I think Frankie Monet is going to take the Robert Stone brand. He's going to take Jessica Maya and uh, and Aaliyah. Mm -hmm. She's going to take both of them and have a women's only faction. So NXT is slowly getting into the faction territory of wrestling okay okay hey i'll take it you know uh but but the, these the factions issue, the issue see, i'll say is if nxt does a bunch of this faction stuff better than aew there's gonna be some egg on the face over in jacksonville because but the here's is they have the a thing. lot of factions there's a lot of factions in aew that no one really cares about that's <laughs> like, true like, like, that's like, very like, true like, that no one are really attached to the, the main ones are attached to uh we're the elite but like, are like, like they're attached to it because they have the big stars, and uh, maybe the inner circle, which is still sort of a group to some degree. Like they're kind of like broken up. We haven't seen Jericho in a while. Uh, so, and then the pinnacle is just like a goon squad. They don't like they don't feel like a full like a full group right now. I mean, they're, they certainly presented like that a while ago. Uh, but like like I said, the balloon goes up and the balloon goes down. So I'm rooting for everyone. I want everyone to do well. 
All right. I'm not trying to be super critical. I did too. But the factions on NXT, though, they have more meaning. Even though there's less of them, every single one of those groups has is enveloped in a storyline and they have a meaning. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like maybe three fourths of all the factions that are on AEW, Mm -hmm. they're just put together just to be put together. We got into an interesting conversation here at the end, didn't we? We sure did. Yeah. Uh, We do these top story of the day streams Monday through Friday, right around 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern. So make sure when you're subscribing, whatever app you're on, that your notifications are on on Facebook, on YouTube, wherever you wherever you get it. Uh, And if you want to listen to it on demand, we're dropping these in our podcast feed as well. All right. Go ahead and subscribe to our audio podcast feed, which includes our exclusive interviews, uh, everything we're doing with our review shows, including Vince Russo and Dutch, Dutch Mantel covering SmackDown Raw, respectively. Uh, you can subscribe to that. It's available on Spotify and all your major podcast apps. Go check it out now. Let us know what you think of it and rate, review, and subscribe there as well. We appreciate the support. Uh, you can follow Jose G on the Twitter machine at Jose underscore G underscore official. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitter machine at Kev Kellum. Doing a lot of comedy shows this week in Good Chicago. For you, I, I am on show number two of seven this week. Making the town, making the town. I'll be at the Comedy Shrine this weekend in Aurora, Illinois, right next, right inside the Fox Valley Mall. It's inside of a comedy museum, which is pretty sweet. I'll be opening up for Jamie Salmon, who you've seen on Netflix. And I'll be on uh, Friday and Saturday night, two shows each night. Uh, give me a follow on the Twitter machine, and uh, all the details on that show will be there. Jose, you got a busy schedule here. We got Debrief coming back for, live and fulfilled on Wednesday nights, and you got Recons of Wrestling. Yeah, I do. I got uh, the debrief tomorrow night here on Sports Keto Wrestling, uh, 10 uh, 05 p.m. with Rico El Glorioso. We're going to be breaking down NXT and both last week and this week's AEW. So it should be a packed, sh- uh, packed full show. And then this week on Recons of Wrestling, it's going to be another fun show. So make sure you follow us and subscribe to our channel on YouTube and on Facebook. All right, guys, thanks so much for supporting the show. Hope you had a great time. If you enjoyed it, you had a laugh, you had a, you had a chuckle. All right, you, you, Kevin, why don't you say the thing I said? Don't worry. How dare you say that, Kevin? How dare you? If you're watching on demand, go ahead. We jump into the comments there as well. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Appreciate it. Remember, when watching wrestling, tell them what they got to do. Enjoy wrestling. Have a good night, guys. See, I got a burp in there. I got a burp in uh.